I'm talking about inclusive marketing, one of the things that I always want to make sure that I convey to you, to my clients, to whoever it is that I'm engaging with, is that inclusive marketing isn't just about extracting from the communities in which you are trying to serve. Yes, we want you to serve more communities. We want you to serve more people, particularly those from underrepresented and underserved communities, and make them feel like they belong with you. At the same time, I also want to make sure that as you are serving them, that you aren't just extracting from them. The goal here isn't to just start paying attention to these communities so you can get them to buy more of your stuff. That is a benefit to serving them effectively and building relationships with them. Inclusive marketing done right is mutually beneficial, right? And I I wanted to give you that backdrop as I set up today's conversation when we're going to talk about a couple of different things, but one of the, the core topic areas is about diversity-owned media and diversity-targeted media. And you'll hear my guest's explanation for it later on in the episode. But at the end of the day, one of the things that I want you to think about is as you're working on engaging communities that are underrepresented and underserved and historically ignored and underestimated, How are you investing in those communities and uplifting those communities as you are marketing to them? This conversation about diversity owned versus diversity targeted is one of those nuanced things that can serve for some people as a distinction between are you just extracting or are you actually making a very intentional effort to uplift? I'm curious about your thoughts. We're going to get into that in a whole lot more after this short break. I am. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. Carlos Santiago, I'm one of the co-founders of the Alliance for Inclusive and Multicultural Market marketing is part of the ANA and also the CEO of Santiago Solutions Group, a multicultural strategy and analytics uh, firm. Nice, nice. So can you tell me a little bit more? I'm super curious as an inclusive marketer. Tell us more about the Alliance for Inclusive and Multicultural Marketing. Absolutely. The Alliance for Inclusive and Multicultural Marketing was founded in 2016 to ensure that marketers understood the value of multicultural and intersectional segments of uh, consumers in the U.S. and that they would prioritize their investments 
in this segment and in connecting with them the way that they want to connect with brands um, to the right level. Because there has been a lot of underinvestment um, historically, and we wanted to correct the investment as well as how they do it. Yeah, I'm curious. So, because somebody, some different people might have different thoughts around what like accurate investment is or appropriate investment investment versus underinvestment. Are there sort of guidelines or benchmarks that you think that people should be thinking through as we're thinking about like what is the right amount of investment for us in this area? Yes, it depends on on each product, right? Um, we tend to like some things more, every segment more than others. Some some segments may like luxury cars, some may like more SUVs. Some yeah. Uh, so every every segment has different behaviors, and what we are trying to tell marketers is, don't don't think of us as having the same needs as every other consumer out there. Get to know us. Yeah. And then ensure that you are spending properly to reach those that have those behaviors so that you can make money for sure and that we can get the needs of our families and our, us as individuals, we can get them addressed. Um, yeah. We have access to your brand and that we can then decide to consider you and giving you our business. Yeah, okay, no, I like that. I, it's very dependent upon each brand, but also I think sometimes people will try with a little investment in a certain community or specific communities um, that are underrepresented and underserved. And we're like, oh wait, it's not working the way we thought it would, but it's because they haven't probably spent enough time or the right an investment to actually make it work. It's not just you flip a switch and automatically it's just, all of these consumers are flocking to you. <laughs> Absolutely. I always say that brands need to earn the right to be talking to us and they need to establish a level of trust, just like they have already established with the mainstream population for for always. But yeah. when you are approaching me as, as a Hispanic gay man, you need to earn that right now. You can't just start talking and trying to sell me something, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you are with AIM. Do you call it AIM? AIM, yes. Okay. With AIM, you just published some research regarding consumer sentiments, regarding brands and their approach to diversity, inclusion, and belonging. Can you talk a little bit about some of those key findings? It was a very interesting study. Um, we do a lot of research, and this one is packed with amazing findings because consumers understand that brands could be perceived as woke brands and non-woke brands. Yeah. Woke, most consumers have a general understanding that it means that the brand stands for equality and social justice specific to racial justice or gender or sexual orientation or so forth, but they understand that in general, it's about justice and correcting past injustices, right? And they understand brands are not 
meant to be political and that they are not meant to be in the middle of controversy. They, they understand that. They're, you're, you're a brand. But at the same time, they trust the brands that they use. And they expect those brands get to know them deeply about their expectations, their social values, their concerns in society, and that they represent that in their communications. That when they are reflecting people like us, they are authentic and that they are not whitewashing us, putting us in mm-hmm. in in contexts that are not real to who we really are. Consumers want to be represented as they live, not as they want to be interpreted, mm-hmm. but in the, that total reality. And that's very important to them. Yes. They believe in inclusivity and diversity, uh, the vast majority of, of American consumers. And they believe, very importantly, that just as they do not discriminate in their workforce policies, they should Mm -hmm. never discriminate in their treatment of consumers. Equality internal, equality externally. Yeah. And that's the basis of the biggest findings of this research is they're aware and they expect equality, equity, and inclusivity. Got it. No, I totally get that. All right. Um, I am excited to dig into that research even more because it is quite fascinating. And you talk to really a lot of people. But one of the things that I wanted to spend some time chatting with you about today was around the differences between diversity-owned and diversity-targeted media. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, these these are sometimes confusing terms. Uh, Diversity Mm -hmm. on focuses on that entrepreneur that comes from diverse segments, Asian, Black, Hispanic, LGBTQ, Native, people with disabilities, and Mm -hmm. women, uh, disadvantaged businesses, and so forth. And the fact that in the past, they haven't had the same access, the same opportunities, the same networks to approach marketers, agencies to sell their content, uh, whether it's a website, a publication, a podcast or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's diversity owned and diversity targeted. How would you define that? Yes. Very similarly, right? Um, There has been uh, limited content targeting the needs of diverse audiences. Okay. And there is a balance. We all, right, like to watch CNN every once in a while. Yeah. We also want to hear it from our own voices, voices that we can trust, voices that really get what's happening in my community. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to also find the publications, the publishers that are targeting the same 
audiences that I mentioned, Asian, Black, Hispanic, LGBTQ, Native, and people right. with disabilities. Right, right. So I'm curious because I think there are more brands who are doing better at reaching out and targeting people from these underrepresented and underserved communities. And I've seen some rumblings of people from these communities saying, okay, you're targeting us from a marketing standpoint, but you're not really investing in us from uh, dollars of where your brand, who your brand is spending money with. Which is why like, there are some instances, like let's say there's a 15% pledge that um, there's one organization that's trying to get brands to focus on devoting 15% of their shelf space to Black-owned brands or 15% of their suppliers are Black, right? Um, and I'm wondering, is that same type of thing happening in media where we're trying to get brands to move beyond just the targeting because the marketing goes to those communities, but maybe the dollars doesn't go to the community. Does that make sense what I'm the way I'm explaining it? Yes. And 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 that's true here too. Okay. We have an industry of advertising and marketing that has rewarded large scale efficiencies to reach as many people mm -hmm. as possible, as quickly as possible, and as cheaply as possible. Yeah. And that goes against the quality of the connection between the yeah. brand and the consumer that should be there in order to fully trust the brand, mm -hmm. gain my, our loyalty towards the brands, right? Yeah. So it is to their disadvantage to not spend adequate amounts of investment in diverse own, diverse targeted content. Yeah. It's their, it's their miss. They're missing us because when we are connected to a publisher that we feel represents the voice of the community, our trust increases. Yeah. And everyone that is in that publication now we're trusting because it is embedded there, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron or could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. In a full 360 view of every customer, so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts on what people should be thinking about in terms of measurement whenever they're using 
diverse owned and diverse targeted media? Are there, should they be looking at measurement in the same way that they would be for their, let's say, gen pop type campaigns? Excellent question. And to measurements, the key change that we would like to see in the industry is to focus on the quality of that connection. Okay. Not on the reach, Yeah. but on how deeply that connection is engaging and getting the trust of that consumer yeah. so that we develop long-lasting loyalty for the brand and that the consumer finds that relationship that is going to last forever. And that, in other words, it's a connection that, that is rather than being functional, I just need to get this now, gets to our heart, mm-hmm. right? It's not just about yeah. opening the wallet. We're going to open the wallet to whomever we want to. Yeah. But we, we create relationships with brands through our heart. And that's what lasts. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm curious about whenever there is diversity-owned media, I can imagine that someone might say, okay, we have a brand that is LGBTQ plus owned, but does that also mean that they're only reaching people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community or can it be broader than that? It can certainly be broader than that. Uh, and, and it's important, okay. for example, in LGBTQ that we realize that not just LGBTQ are interested in those issues, right? For every LGBTQ yeah. person, there are eight allies. So LGBTQ issues are really connecting with 50% of American consumers. Okay. And the same thing with a content that is geared towards Black African Americans, whether born in the U.S. or, or immigrants. We want to learn from each other's experiences, and that might be the focus of a targeted publication, but... In this society, there are so many consumers that want to continue to understand, to connect, uh, to to compare their own experiences, because many of them transcend, you know, as as immigrants. Yeah. Obviously, the experience of 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 someone coming from Nigeria, someone coming from Mexico, from Haiti, or from Mexico or China is going to be confronting many of those same issues. So there, there is a human connection yeah. that transcends that yeah. will bring other yeah. uh, readers and, and users, consumers of that media as well. Absolutely. Okay. I know we've talked a little bit about, I think you said earlier that brands are really missing out whenever they don't use this type of media. Are there any like other core benefits that you would say that brands would get whenever they specifically are targeting media that really is going to reach people from underrepresented and underserved communities? Brands can benefit also from the presence of that publisher that represents one of these audiences 
and the activities that they do, the events that they do, celebrating their culture, celebra- celebrating their, their daily lives, as well as understanding that in that specialized content, there is a constant dialogue with the publisher, the diverse-owned entity that they can leverage for themselves and get into those conversations, get into a... Uh, supporting the causes that they believe in, using it to learn more about that consumer, and then finding ways to also being part of that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Any parting words of wisdom for marketers and business leaders who want to target diverse consumers with media and then just get better at inclusive marketing overall? The key to really connect is really to know the the fears and the celebrations of consumers as they live. I think that as marketers assume that everyone has dinner the same way, has the kitchen the same way, talks to their children the same way, uh, we make dangerous assumptions. Uh, we really need to get into, into the homes, the lives, the actual ways um, that are so special and tender about every single segment. Um, that makes us unique and beautiful. Yeah. And that's what they need to be grasping. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And as someone who comes from, well, my family life looks very different. My husband is from Argentina. Um, and so my my daughter was born in Argentina. And so we here, now that we're in Florida, have very Argentine practices still that looks very different from people here, but like are very similar to what people in Argentina, like, so it's not, there's no one right or wrong. It's just, there's lots of different ways. So yeah, I <laughs> totally get it. How beautiful. Carlos, this has been super fun. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you for the opportunity. Great to talk to you, Sonia. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carlos and found some of the things that we chatted about in Spiteful. I'm really curious about your thoughts on this whole diversity-owned versus diversity-targeted media. Do you see a distinction? Do you think it's important how it is that you're spending your money as you're working to reach people from underrepresented and underserved communities? Do you think that this is more of an advanced topic? I want to know. Definitely send me an email, Sonia at SoniaEThompson.com, um, or feel free to send me a com- uh, send me a note in the DMs, or let's have a good discussion about it on social. I want to hear from you, and I want to hear about the way in which you're thinking about this. If you like the show, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with a friend, a colleague, and your network. It really does go a long way towards more helping more people discover the show. And I would also appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review for it in your podcast player of choice. Another quick question for you. Are you getting the inclusion and marketing newsletter? I mean, really, it's going down in this newsletter that things are happening in this newsletter. Each week I send stories, news, tips, insights, data, all kinds of good stuff that helps you build an inclusive brand that helps you attract and retain a broad diversity of consumers 
who have the problem that your brand solves. Go to inclusionandmarketing.com slash newsletter to get signed up. I will also drop a link to it in the show notes for you below so you can access it easily. Until next time, remember, everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Let's talk in 2024. Talk to you soon.